Hey, I'm Barty Arez, and I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. Welcome to my podcast where I teach you how to stop drinking, how to quit craving, and how to begin the journey back to yourself so that you can transform your life. After a 14-year binge drinking career, starting and stopping dozens of times and trying everything in the book from AA to therapy, I finally discovered the key to sustainable sobriety. And on this podcast, you're gonna learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you quit drinking alcohol the easy way so you can finally step into the next chapter of your life and begin fulfilling your potential. For private one-on-one or group coaching, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Barty Arez. I'm your host. I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. And uh, yeah, man, it feels good to be back. It's been a couple weeks. Um, last couple weeks have kind of been crazy. Last week I was in Mexico on my first uh, vacation, really, since I since I started the Stop Drinking Coach. And uh, things have just kind of been super busy and, and crazy. But um, finally back and I've got some time now. And so I want to dig in and give another episode for you guys. So today's episode is titled choose your sacrifice. And for a while I was thinking like, you know, what am I going to talk about? What do I want to share? And I was listening to this, uh, like motivational deal and I was talking about sacrifice and I was like, wow, I think, I think this is the perfect topic because, you know, in the beginning, when we get to this place in our life where we discover or realize or accept that alcohol has become problematic, it feels like quitting drinking is one of the hardest, scariest, most terrifying decisions we could possibly make. I mean, I know I felt that way. You know, what? who wouldn't, right? It's like alcohol is this instant quick fix in terms of solving your problems, whether you're frustrated or angry or you want to celebrate or anything else, alcohol has come in and has been that thing for us for so long, right? We've romanticized it. We've, we have all these memories on it, whatever. And so ultimately, it's like what you have to realize is that, dude, yeah, for sure. Like if you've developed a problematic relationship with alcohol, you have to quit because or else you're going to lose your life and things are just going to progressively get worse and you're not going to be able to fulfill your potential and you're going to waste time and damage health and damage relationships and everything else, right? So like what you have to realize is that choosing to quit drinking, what you're doing is you are choosing your sacrifice. Sure, you love it. Sure, you love the feeling. Sure, you love the dopamine. You love the, the relaxation after work. But you have to understand that if you do not choose your sacrifice, all of the rest of the sacrifices that come along with quitting drinking will be chosen for you by default, right? So let me say that again. You must develop the courage and self-awareness and honesty within yourself to choose your sacrifice. And that sacrifice is to quit drinking alcohol when you've gotten to the point where you have realized that this relationship is dysfunctional, that this relationship is problematic, that this relationship is no longer giving to you what you thought it was giving to you. And you have to sacrifice that relationship in order for you to be able to gain everything else in your life back, right? Like in the beginning, when you quit drinking, it feels like you're giving up everything. 
It feels like you're destined to live a life of boredom and solitude and that nothing's ever going to be fun anymore and you're going to be on the outside looking in. And dude, everybody has that feeling, right? No, like nobody doesn't have that feeling. I had that feeling. Every single one of my clients to some degree has had that feeling. Dude, everybody does, right? It's like, and let's talk about why you have that feeling. It's really simple. It has nothing to do with alcohol, okay? You have to understand that this whole game that we're playing, alcohol is like, it is nonsense. Alcohol is the Trojan horse. It's the delivery mechanism for the shift that you experience in your neurochemistry on the other side. So when you think you're craving alcohol, you're not craving alcohol. What you're craving is an increase in dopamine and an increase in GABA. You want a rewarding, sedative type effect. You want to be able to forget about your problems. You want to be able to disconnect from your mind. You want to be able to regulate your emotions. That is what you actually want. And alcohol is the delivery tool. It's the, it's the train. It's the Trojan horse that creates that shift inside of you. So it has nothing to do with alcohol itself. Alcohol itself is a toxic poison literally a poison, not just a metaphor like, oh, it, it just sounds good, Bardia, to, to say that to scare you. No. When ethanol gets converted to acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde is a class one carcinogen that is connected to over 200 different types of diseases and cancers and ruins you on every level. There is no healthy level of alcohol. All the, the it's good for your heart nonsense has been long debunked. Okay. So it's like you have to you have to look at it this way. In the beginning, it feels like when you quit drinking, that you're giving up everything. And you're really not. What you're giving up are the hangovers, the constant emotional roller coaster. You're giving up the shame, the guilt, the pain, the regret, the hating yourself, the feeling like you're stuck, feeling like you're showing up uh, short for yourself, for your kids, for your partner, that those are the things that you're actually giving up, right? In addition to that, you're also giving up a totally abnormal level of neurochemical cocktail. You're giving up four five X above baseline dopamine, which you were never meant to experience in the first place. Okay. And so by giving up all those negative things, along with this abnormally high level of dopamine and reward, which you were never meant to experience in the first place, you get to gain back everything in your life. You get to gain back your sanity, your mental clarity, your consistency, your productivity, your health, your personal power, your weight, your future, your ability to properly and coherently communicate, your ability to show up as the best mother, father, or partner, or spouse, you're gaining back your potential in every capacity because now, you know, you've got your time back, you've got your weekends back. Dude, you gain everything back. And basically, the thing that you give up is this totally abnormal dopamine rush that, like, you were never meant to experience in the first place, right? Like, dopamine has to be earned, it has to be earned through effort. Okay. When you can just go to the store and pay 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks and buy alcohol, like, dude, you're hacking your shit, okay? Like, you, you should have never done that in the first place. And so you're just going back to being a normal human. Let me help you, like, contextualize that for a second.
you're just going back to being a normal human being, which there's, it's, it's fine. It's good. This system co comes hardwired to be able to handle everything, every challenge, every frustration, everything like dude the system in of itself is whole and complete unto itself you do not need anything outside of you you don't but i know when you're in it it feels like you do but trust me trust me you do not you can feel just as much connection and happiness and fulfillment and it like the quality of it is so much better it's so artificial and fucked up when you try to get it through alcohol, because there's no free lunch in nature. I just recorded a video on my TikTok, like drinking alcohol is like a payday loan, right? It's like you buy 200 bucks only to have to pay back 275 tomorrow. Like, dude, it's a fucked up trade. You're giving a dollar and uh, you're, you're giving $10 and getting a dollar back. You're giving $100 and getting $10 back. Like it's fucked, you know? And in order to get to the other side where you can finally find a sense of mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic harmony and clarity, you have to pay back the debt. Like the withdrawal process of feeling a little bit bored and a little anxious, like whatever. Dude, it, like, it doesn't last long. Five, 10 days at the most. Okay? gets significantly easier, especially when you follow the type of program that I offer, like the, the structure, the support, the accountability, all the things that you're doing on a proactive basis. Like, dude, it, every single person tells me like, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop because this is easier than I, than I, than, than it's ever been. And it's like, good. That means what I've set up in this whole structure and, and everything I'm bringing into this community, the sober community, the addiction space is working. I've got an angle on it right? You have to understand that like, dude, it, it gets better over time. And in the beginning, you're paying back the debt. Like, dude, you can't just flood your brain with these, with these neurotransmitters for nothing. You know, this entire time you should have been coping. You should have been self-regulating. You should have been working through your trauma. You should have been problem solving. You should have opened up communication with your partner or spouse or whatever it is that you're drinking over that you're unhappy with. You should have been working through that systematically every single day, but you've been ignoring it. And as a result of ignoring all of these things inside of you, which have caused dysregulation, and you've just been flooding your system with alcohol to try to escape it super quick fix without putting an effort. And then you try to stop and you're like, oh, well, it's hard. I get cravings. Like, well, yeah, of course. Of course you get cravings. You haven't been dealing with your shit. You've just been hacking your system. So the withdrawal that you feel, the boredom that you feel, the agitation, the anxiousness, like, dude, this is just your body screaming at you saying, hey, you've kind of fucked me up, you know? But like, remember that you are hardwired and equipped, right? to be able to handle and process anything. You can get through it, especially when you begin to upgrade your map of understanding of the human operating system. You learn mental and emotional regulation. You learn how to manage your mind. You learn how to manage your emotional state. Dude, you can go from being super triggered back down to regulated and feeling safe within minutes. Like I used to get triggered for four hours a day, two days. I'd be spun out in a mood. And now it's like, dude, if I get triggered... I'm back to like totally safe, neutral baseline within four minutes, 
eight minutes, five minutes. If it's really crazy, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, where a certain people, maybe you listening, like it takes you out for a day, takes you out for five hours, takes you out for a week. You know, something spins you out, turns into a mood, that mood doesn't get resolved, turns into a temperament, that temperament doesn't get resolved, turns into your personality. And now you're just kind of a little bit one way or another. You know, this game of quitting drinking, dude, it has nothing to do with alcohol. This is the journey home to yourself. This is the process of you returning home to yourself to begin finally addressing all of the skeletons in your closet. Dude, like, I hope it's starting to become clear. If you've been listening to my TikToks, if you've been listening to my podcast, like, dude, quitting drinking is a biological upgrade. Has nothing to do with, oh, I don't get to do barbecues and I get to sit outside and not like be part of the group anymore and wine with dinner. And I don't, you know, what about my vacations? Like, dude, that is all such surface level bullshit. It's nonsense. You have to begin looking inward, holding up the mirror and asking yourself, like, get honest. What am I doing here on planet Earth? How many years do I have left? How do I like what what music do I have inside me that I need to express? What do I want to do? Who do I want to be known as? How do I want other people to perceive me? What's the impact that I want to make? What's the type of leader that I want to be in my relationship or to my kids? What kind of example do I want to set? to my son or my daughter, to my partner, to my family. Like, understand that like, dude, I get it. I get trauma. I get the neuroscience. But like drinking is a selfish act. It's extremely selfish. We're doing it to self-soothe. And I get it. There's pain there. And I'm not blaming you. Okay. And I, I want you to understand that is that like, I'm not here to shame you. I'm not here to guilt you. I'm here to develop more and more awareness to help you understand the implications of this whole thing, this whole experience. We are choosing to be selfish every time we take a drink because it's all about our high, our pain, my problems, my uh, challenges. And it's like, Dude, yeah, I get it. We all have problems. We all have challenges. It's just part of being a human. Addict or not, drinker or not, like life, that's what this incarnation being a human is. It is a developmental process of you learning how to problem solve your internal consciousness, your mind and your emotional state, and developing the skills and tools internally for you to proactively create your life. Like, dude, this thing doesn't need to be this arduous, fucked up, painful deal, but it will be to the degree that you do not develop the courage inside of you to turn towards the pain, to turn towards the things that you have shame about, to turn towards the things that you have guilt about, to turn towards your childhood or your adolescent or any other time in your life where you felt hurt or neglected or you have experiences that are unprocessed. You have to understand that this game can be so beautiful. It can like, this life can like, man, if you would have told me two and a half years ago when my left shoulder was dislocated and mangled and I was in the most excruciating pain of my life that two and a half years later, this is what my life would be, I wouldn't have believed you, you know? 
But all I knew in that moment is that I didn't want that pain. And I knew there was a version of myself that I could tap into. And I want to challenge you in this moment as you're listening to this is to think about what is that higher version of yourself? We all talk to ourselves. We all have this internal dialogue. We, as human beings, whether you think you have a growth mindset or you don't, or your growth mindset is really developed because you've kind of been in the space of personal growth for a while, or you haven't read your first personal development book, we all have an internal desire for growth. This is what nature does. This is how we adapt and evolve. And we are nature. We are just a complex form of it. There is an internal drive to grow and to become better and to better your standards and better your conditions. This is why we got an education. This is why we went to school. This is why we went to college. This is why you try to eat good food over shitty food. This is why you try to go to the gym. Because there is an innate desire in every single one of us to try to expand, to try to grow, to try to adapt, to try to fulfill a level of potential that we feel like we have access to. And so I want to ask you, like, what is your potential? When you have those deep, darks, not dark in a negative way, but like those silent conversations with yourself about who you could be, about your gifts, about your talents, about the mark that you want to leave on the planet, about the impact that you want to have with other people. Like, what is that? That is what you need to connect to. Because that vision will drive you forward. It will pull you forward. And I assure you that if you have that, and you can really be honest with yourself and connect to your most, most authentic self, to, your, to that intuition, right? If, if it's there inside of you, there's a reason. It's there for you. Just like when I was 19 or 20, I had this download that said, Bardia, you need to do something with video and you need to do something with your voice. And I had no idea. I got that at like 19 or 20. I was like, what the, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I swear to God, like I'm not bullshitting you. Like this thing just came into me. It was like, it was, it was placed into me. And like... You have something like that too if you really pay close enough attention. And that thing that is connected to your intuition, that is connected to some deeper level of purpose or alignment or calling, by choosing to drink, that is what you are sacrificing, my friend. That is what you are giving up. And trust me, that thing is divinely placed. And I don't know where you're at in your journey right now. If you're four bottles of wine a day deep or just a few beers a day and you can't escape this thing, regardless of that, just know that that deep, that deep conversation that you have with yourself about the possibilities of what life could be, that is divine. And I don't want to get religious or too spiritual or anything else, but use that word as just important. Okay? That thing that I downloaded at 19 that didn't feel like it was me, it was a whisper, it was a voice that came into my head that said, this is what you have to do with your voice and your form of communication. I, that is what I held on to in the moment when the pain was great and I said, I'm fucking tired of this. I don't want this anymore. I had to hold on to something. I had to believe that life could be better. And this is it. This expression coming to you 
is the the idea or the vision. It wasn't tangible yet. In that moment when I was in the pool and my arm was mangled, I didn't really know exactly specifically I was going to be a sobriety coach and doing this. I just knew that there was something inside me that needed to be expressed. And as I look back in my life, it's like, dude, I've just, I've been able to synthesize it all properly to see that like, it is my story. It is in every moment, I paid such close attention to all of my experiences, trying to curiously make sense of them to get to a place where I can synthesize them and articulate them and give them back to you to help inspire you to find it within yourself. Because that's what I did is I found it within myself. And you, you, that is what we're here to do. Alcohol is a distraction. It's a distraction to all of that. And by choosing to drink alcohol, and maybe you say, well, Barty, it's not a choice. I just, I'm in this dopamine feeding cycle and I get it. It's a choice and it's not a choice. It's the dichotomy of addiction. When you're in it deep and you're in the neurochemical feeding cycle, it's not really a choice. But once you escape it, it does become a choice. And I'm here to support you through this journey to help you discern and understand and navigate this process. But understand that like by drinking alcohol, you are choosing to sacrifice all of the other things that are important and valuable to you. Your kids, your loved ones, your future, your potential, all the people that you could be a leader to and impact the world, the light of consciousness. Understand that like, dude, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what we do here collectively to move the species forward. It's not about any of us individually. It's not about Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or the president or any figure. We are each doing our part collectively to move this thing called the human species forward to some degree. There's been a hundred billion people that have lived on earth prior to you and I. And this is a really interesting fact. Like, I didn't know this until I, I, I heard it. The total number of people who have lived on Earth is about 100 billion. We have about 8 billion alive right now. There have been billions and billions and billions of people that have come before us. Everybody doing their part. And it's like, dude, you got to figure out what that is. That is why you're here. That is why you're here. By continuing to drink, you are unconsciously, and let me tell you, because you may not be conscious of this, you are unconsciously choosing your pain over the pursuit of your potential. You are committing to the pain. You are committing to the same problems over and over and over again. Can you see how this is a fucked up rigged game? You're getting 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of relief, and you're never addressing the pain. You're never developing the courage. You're never growing as a person. You are perpetuating, reliving the same day or same week of your life over and over and over again. You want to be in better shape. You want to lose weight. You want to be healthier. You want to love the person looking at you in the mirror. You want a great partner. You want to make more money. You want to have a career that you love. You want to be able to do all these things. But it's like you're not willing to put in the work. You're not willing to take the first step. You're not willing to develop the courage. You're not willing to go through five to 10 days of some withdrawal. Dude, it gets so much easier after the first couple of weeks. 
but you have to develop the courage to start. And if you've tried several times on your own and haven't been successful, then you have to work a program. It's like, dude, it's really simple. Stop overcomplicating it. Reach out to a sobriety coach, either like myself or somebody else who you energetically feel tethered to and resonate with. That's the most important thing. Don't just go for the program that's five bucks or 10 bucks or cheap, like whatever. Connect with the person who speaks to your soul. Maybe it's me, maybe it's somebody else, but take action. Stop procrastinating. You know, alcohol makes you a really good fucking procrastinator on everything. It's like, dude, we don't have forever left. You know, stop assuming that you're going to be the lucky one that dies of old age. Statistically, it's not going to be the case. Very few people go out that way. You know, meditating on your mortality is a high value skill. And most people don't have the capacity to do it. They either get depressed or they get sad or they get fearful. It's like, no, dude, come to terms with the fact that you are alive. Respect that. Respect your vessel that was given to you. This body that you keep poisoning was given to you by an intelligent source of creation. And you are a conscious witness to it. You are not your body. Your body is a gift. It is a vehicle that is carrying you for a period of time. And you're disrespecting it because you didn't learn how to use it. You didn't learn how to process it. And nobody taught you. And that's okay. Nobody taught me either. But that's what I'm here to do. That's what my program is here to do, is to help you regain a sense of personal power and sovereignty over your life so that you can work through the past, gain personal power in the present, and then begin to create the life that you want for your future. Otherwise, what else are we doing here, dude? We're not just here to fucking sit in limbo and pass time. Like, you have to choose your sacrifice or your sacrifice will be chosen for you. You have to choose your sacrifice. And so this is the opposite of being powerless. The 12-step community says you're powerless, you're powerless, you're diseased, you're mentally ill, you have to live in the shadow of this thing forever. No, I choose to live alcohol-free every day. I could go back to fucking drinking. Nobody's holding a gun to my head. I choose to live alcohol-free. And that is the most powerful thing that I can fucking do. Because as a result of choosing to live alcohol-free, I am choosing my potential. Meaning I have all of my time available to create to communicate, to speak, to act, to choose, to take risk, to decide, to change the fabric of our society by choosing to live alcohol-free. I could go fucking drink, but I choose not to. And that is a fucking power move. If you want to step into your power as a man or a woman or anything else, you must learn to choose. Those who tend to live better lives are those who choose, choose more often. They are more aware. They are more self-aware. They are more awake. They're not living in autopilot. They manage their time properly. They are here. They are here now and they are choosing. Like you have to choose. You have to choose. And if you do not choose your sacrifice, your sacrifices will be chosen for you by default. If you do not choose to live alcohol-free, if you do not find it within yourself to make that sacrifice, 
everything else that comes at the expense of drinking will deteriorate. And all of those will be sacrificed for you. Your health will be sacrificed. Your time will be sacrificed. Your children will be sacrificed. Your partnership or your marriage will be sacrificed. Your relationships will be sacrificed. The quality of the work and the impact that you make to society will be sacrificed. Unless you choose to make your personal sacrifice. I get it. We all love the dopamine. Get it. You're no different. You're no different. You're no different. All of us who struggle with this deal are the same. We all love the dopamine. We all love the release. We all love the party. We all love the... Dude, this is... It's your time now. It's your time to choose. And when you choose to make that sacrifice, you will finally be able to turn towards the things that you have been sacrificing You will but finally be able to turn towards the things that you have been sacrificing. And in that comes your maturity, comes your evolution, comes your adaptation process to a higher, more evolved version of yourself. One that has an expanded map of reality, one that has a better understanding of its inputs and its outputs, one that is more mindful and conscious and awake rather than living in autopilot, one that is more skilled in managing its mind, one that is more skilled in managing its emotional operating system, one that is more skilled in seeing the uh, map in front of them and being able to make more accurate, clear decisions. I'm telling you, like what is on the other side of this is not what you think it is. It is better than you can begin to imagine. It is better than you can begin to imagine. Not just like what you think it is. It's better than you can begin to imagine. Why? Because your future, when you are fully connected to yourself and have developed a harmonious relationship with yourself and you have an understanding of how your mind, body, and system works, your future contains unmanifest potential unmanifest in every moment of every millisecond of every second or minute or hour of future we move into it is unmanifest potential you think that tomorrow is going to be the same as today because you have not learned how to manage your operating system so you're just going in like an autopilot program repeating the same thing over and over but guess what tomorrow holds completely unmanifest potential It is anything you could possibly imagine. If you can imagine it, it is possible. But you can't build that. You can't create that. You can't manifest that. You can't architect that reality and make it tangible and take it from imagination into physical reality if you're connected to and tethered to a toxic poisonous substance that is wreaking havoc on your entire operating system, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, and physically. How are you going to be able to manifest your dreams if you're not willing to develop the courage to work through like rather fundamental operations of learning how to mentally and emotionally regulate yourself? Okay, you could be successful. If you're successful already, great. 
by society standards, you make money or you got a nice car, whatever, awesome. Trust me when I say that when you remove the alcohol, your ability to double, triple, 5X, 10X, 100X that, dude, you don't even know what's possible. It's wild, man. It's wild. What's available to you on the other side of this journey? And you have to get honest with yourself. Play the tape forward. What's going to happen if you don't stop and compound that? and reduce the amount of time for that to happen because it will continue to progressively get worse, okay? The first five to 10 days, 15 days are the toughest. It gets so much easier, especially when you work a good program and you have support, structure, accountability, and everything else. You have to understand that like you're just not that unique, even though you think you are. You think your specific traumas and pains and challenges are somehow different. Dude, there's eight and a half billion people. We all have like the same operating system. We all have the same set of emotions. Yeah, we grow up in different families. Yeah, we grow up with different types of access to different information. But like, dude, internally, it's not that different. Whatever challenge or problem that you are experiencing in your life, there are at least a billion people or 50 million people who have experienced to the nth degree almost the exact same thing and who have problem solved it. Everything that you could possibly be going through with dysfunctional partners or relationships or childhood upbringings or various types of abuse, there's books and audiobooks and podcasts and people who have problem solved it and have can support you on it. And that's a piece of what I do with the sobriety thing with transforming your lifestyle and everything else and upgrading your map of reality and your mental and emotional operating system. But whatever else, what other pieces are there, if it's your marriage, if it's a, a relationship, if it's, you know, with your mom or dad or with, you know, your work or anything else, dude, it's been problem solved. Like, but you have to get proactive, right? Like, that's, that's what I, like, I hope you can see that that is the foundation of what I preach with this thing is you have to be proactive. If you want to build a beautiful life for yourself, you have to be proactive. If you sit on your heels and just be reactive, like, dude, you're just going to get average results, you know? So like you have to, you have to take things into your own hands here. You have to make the in investment in yourself. Like, dude, what, what is a better investment than yourself? That is why you work. That is why you trade your time for money so that you can save money and invest in yourself when you need it. For some reason as adults, like we, we think that education and learning and growing and evolving stops after college. Dude, like if you're honest with yourself, you realize that the K through 12 system in college was like basically, it was like ground zero teaches you how to breathe and eat. That's it. Language, basic math, maybe a little bit of critical thinking, a little bit of organization and planning. Life begins after that. That is when you should get super aggressive about real skill acquisition and education after college. You know? And it's like, dude, we live in 2023. You know? This isn't like 1980. 
You've got access to computers and information and knowledge. Everything is like problem solvable. Find people, find individuals who have what you want and, and, and fast track it. Like why, why try to piece together a million things on your own? You know, like that's the one thing I learned when I went through this process when I was getting sober. And I started to surround myself with people who were like substantially farther along the human journey than I was in mental and emotional operating and financial operating. And I was like, holy shit, like there's different tiers. There's different ways people play this game. And all of them, all of them regularly invested in coaching. Pay for speed. That's like, that's the thing that they always said, like pay for speed. You're not really sure. Great. Hire a consultant, hundred bucks an hour, 150 bucks, pay, pay a session, whatever, like whatever it is. Like if you don't have answers, find the answers, get proactive about it, you know, cause it's all there. So <clears throat> beyond all that, like, dude, you just, you got to realize that a sacrifice has to be made. Sacrifice has to be made. But on the other side, as a result of you making this small sacrifice, and trust me, it is small. In the moment, I know it doesn't feel like it. And you would have told me when I was drinking four to six bottles of wine a day that this is a small sacrifice. Looking back in my position, like it's, it, well, yeah, I mean, relative because the pain of it is just, and it, it was small. But in the moment, it feels like it's big. But like the reason I say that is because I want to assure you that the longer that you stay sober, the longer that you get proactive, like, dude, it all just gets so much easier. It all gets so much easier. So I want to remind you that if you're on this journey, don't stop trying. Like I didn't, I didn't get sober the first time I tried to stop drinking. You know, this is 10 years in the making. It's not an on-off switch. If just stopping something like this was an on-off button, the world of addiction wouldn't exist. This is a learning process. You are learning how to live alcohol-free. And if you haven't been able to do it on your own, I encourage you to reach out and get support. There's no way I would have been able to do this on my own. But like I said, I was a severe case. I was an animal. Very few people who really have like a real problematic relationship can do it alone. Unless you absolutely light your life on fire and hit a rock bottom that just makes you lose everything. Very few people can do it alone. Because again, it has nothing to do with just putting the bottle down. It's a multifaceted process. Alcohol digs its claws and grips into every aspect of your life your mental and emotional operating system, your value system, your social circle, your time management, everything. It's a complete overhaul. But trust me when I say it is the best overhaul. It is better than you can begin to imagine. So I'll keep it at that. Choose your sacrifice or your sacrifices will by default be chosen for you. And again, in the moment, I know that it feels like it might be the biggest sacrifice that you could possibly make, but trust the universe, trust source, trust this three-dimensional plane of existence that gave you the blessing of birthing you, that it's looking out for you. Even though it's been painful and challenging, understand and trust that those pains and challenges are there for your soul to evolve and grow. 
And to the degree that you're willing to develop the courage to turn towards those things is to the degree that you will begin to step into a new version of yourself and begin the process of transforming from a caterpillar to a butterfly. You know, I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds corny, but there is a version of you that is waiting, that is waiting for you to develop the courage to take the first step. So I appreciate you listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. Choosing your sacrifice, man. Choosing your sacrifice. If you don't choose it, it will be chosen for you. And you're not going to like those sacrifices that get chosen for you. You know, quitting drinking is giving up the nonsense. It's giving up the old version of yourself that is committed to your pain. The old version of yourself that is committed to, you know, the past. And it's about stepping into a version of yourself where you can truly begin the process of self-love and embodiment of your potential and your ability to really begin to create the future and life that you want. And I know that might seem scary, it might seem hard, and you don't know really where to start, but that's why I'm available, you know? So visit my website, www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com if you wanna work with me. Um, and if you found this episode helpful, I would really appreciate if you left a five-star review as well so that more people can find it um, on Spotify and on Apple. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review and share it with your friends or someone you know who might be struggling with alcohol. And if you feel like you're ready to finally transform your relationship with alcohol, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. I offer private one-on-one and group coaching to make letting go of alcohol easier and more sustainable than you ever thought possible. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.